Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of The Vegas Therapist. I am your host, Ryan Winder. And remember, what's happening in Vegas is not staying in Vegas, as I bring you helpful tips and all sorts of topic areas, with a Vegas twist of course. So let's get the show started. Welcome, welcome everybody. It's good to have you back in for another episode of The Vegas Therapist. I've got a great show and topic for you today. Uh, but before we get to that, just want to do some housekeeping items. Uh, a couple things. One, apparently a lot of people needed to hear about the comfort zone and ways to get out of the comfort zone. That episode definitely got a lot of feedback. A lot of people responded uh, with comments to the email and different things about just their struggle with the comfort zone and that they were glad for that push. So uh, appreciate those comments and the feedback for that episode. I know it is a struggle for myself at times uh, to feel safe and feel secure and just okay with where I'm at. And so the idea and the biggest takeaway for me, I just like the notion of uh, just constantly seeking opportunity to, to grow and having that appetite for opportunity as Jordan talks about in his book. So so keep that up, keep pushing yourself, finding ways to grow and get outside your comfort zone. Another thing, uh, if you are not a part of the Facebook group page, please go ahead and do that. Ryan Winder, The Vegas Therapist Podcast. Also, if you're interested in any kind of coaching or further uh, in-depth work on yourself, please feel free to reach out to me via ryanwinder at gmail.com. Um, I'd be happy to help you out with anything I can in that regards. Um, and also too, uh, I was just thinking about this the other day. I still have my marriage challenge available. Uh, that is a great tool if you're looking to improve your relationship or just even for a spark or to enhance it, whatever it may be, uh, the 14 day relationship challenge is great for that. Uh, you can find that link to that on my website, ryanwinder.com or thevegastherapist.com. Either one has a link to that as well. So lots of good things out there, lots of great um, resources for you and just trying to continue to build and grow um, this network of people. And I, again, appreciate everybody's support. Also, you can always rate and review the show on Apple. That is another way to get the show out to more people. So... All right. With all that today, uh, I'd seen this post on Instagram a little while ago when I saw it, I knew immediately that I wanted to do a show on it because I think it's something that impacts us all in different ways and at different levels. Maybe we're, you know, if it's a spectrum, maybe we're low on the spectrum, so it doesn't affect us that much. And maybe there's others that it affects us even more. So, uh, so I thought doing a topic show on it would be great. And that is the notion of, um, self gaslighting. Now I know a while back I did a show on gaslighting and that's when somebody else is doing that to us. But this idea that we can self gaslight is very intriguing to me. And I, and like I said, I think it's something that we all can fall into. Um, and maybe even sometimes can be more destructive because it's really within ourselves. And sometimes it's harder to make that differentiation as far as like, what we should believe or what we should feel when that voice is coming from within. So wanted to kind of go through that. I mean, I'm sure we've all felt like we were sure of ourselves in one moment. And then the next moment we were thinking uh, that um, maybe we're 
so wrong or that maybe something wasn't real or something, uh, you know, something to that effect. And so, um, so just, you know, that, that, I think that happens again to a lot of us. Now, if you felt that way or something similar to that, I think that's where you may find that you might be self gaslighting. But in order to know for sure, I just wanted to take a look at some of the examples and these things they posted on the Instagram post of just what self gaslighting can look like. And the first one is, and I think this is a lot of times where we see this is that when we blame ourselves for not handling things better, and I think when we take a step back and look at a situation and we evaluate it from a healthy place, one, I think we need to understand none of us are perfect. We're all going to make mistakes. And this is something that more recently, even just for myself, I, I found myself kind of going inwards and kind of maybe looking at that and thinking, man, did I really handle that the right way? Um, but as I take a step back and, and again, look at it, recognize, Hey, I'm not perfect. I'm human. I've got emotions. And especially if we look at it from the standpoint of like, or even just acknowledge some of the difficulties and challenging challenges that we may be facing as well as the strength that it takes to survive them, that we kind of find ourselves giving ourselves a little bit more grace, a little bit more understanding, and then we can kind of you know, allow that to be what it is. And obviously, again, if we're doing the best we can, especially in difficult uh, situations, you know, hey, maybe we don't always say everything right. Maybe we do get a little bit emotional. Maybe things don't always come out right. But the idea that we're, again, doing the best we can and that we don't need to blame ourselves for not handling something better in a moment, um, is important. And like I said, it's a, it's a way that we can gaslight ourselves. Uh, the second way that self gaslighting can appear is that when we criticize ourselves for being too sensitive or too emotional, uh, again, people can, uh, feel this way about themselves. They can, they can feel like, um, you know, that they shouldn't be that way, that they shouldn't be so sensitive. They shouldn't be so emotional. And what we fail to do in that moment is we fail to check in on, what our feelings actually are, the place that they're coming from, and the validity of those feelings in that moment. You know, there's many times where we might actually be being, being triggered by something that we don't know, and we don't recognize it right away. But as we kind of look back on the situation, it's like, oh, that's why I was so emotional. Like that was actually a trigger. I was actually feeling something maybe that I didn't realize that I was feeling. And so hence my you know, the, the level of emotion that might've been coming out, or sometimes maybe we're more emotional than we like because we've been holding something in for a long time. And then when it finally comes out, it comes out with a lot of zest or a lot of, you know, heaviness or a lot of, again, emotion. So, and the, the idea of being too sensitive, I mean, I think there's two aspects to that. There is, I think a sense of, we can be too sensitive with people or with certain things. And I think that's a different category, but I think when something maybe triggers us, like from a trauma standpoint, you know, that's not really being too sensitive. That's just like, that's just what trauma does. So sometimes we just gotta like, okay, hey, wasn't expecting that, that's what it is. But I think when, you know, maybe we're not maybe aware of our issues at all, or we're not acknowledging them, or we continue to kind of allow the same things to sort of like get at us and we're not really doing any work on it, 
then maybe that sensitivity, um, maybe we need to take a little bit more ownership for that. But outside of that, it's like, you know, really need to take a step back and really check in on the things that we're feeling, the places that they're coming from and the validity of those things. Because like I said, they might be, they might be triggers that we're feeling and then causing this emotional, um, kind of outburst or emotional, like, uh, sensitivity to things. So that's the second one. Number three is that another way that we will self gaslight is that when we shame ourselves for being too needy. Um, now this one might not be for everybody. I kind of looked at this list and kind of identified some different people that I see that maybe fall into this category. I think we can all maybe do this, like shame ourselves for being too needy. Um, I think people pleasers really fall into this in a heavy way because they've been so used to trying to do whatever they can to make everybody else happy that when they step back and identify a need for themselves, it feels really uncomfortable and it feels different. And if they get kind of any pushback from it, their immediate response be like, oh yeah, maybe I'm just too needy or maybe I, you know, maybe I shouldn't be asking for that. And that is definitely not the case, especially when it comes to people pleasers, because if anything, the work that we do for them is trying to get them to express their needs more frequently. So if you are a people pleaser and you find yourself shaming yourself for being too needy, that is not a great sign. And you need to maybe take a step back and acknowledge like one, you do have needs. We all have needs Two. Um, those needs might be being unmet. That's why I may be asking for them. And that also the fact that it is an unmet need, that may be what's driving the behavior that you're shaming yourself for. And the behavior, maybe the behavior isn't completely uh, something that it should be. Maybe it's a little unhealthy. Maybe it's a little passive aggressive. Uh, Maybe it's a little discreet. Maybe we kind of like subtly ask for some kind of need to be met. So I think the biggest shift there is that we just need to learn how to be more direct and asking for our needs to be met and try to be better at that part. But simply the need itself, no, we shouldn't be shaming ourselves for that. So people pleasers, beware of that one. Uh, That one can be a trap for those folk. And there's a lot of them out there. So hopefully that helps. Um, The fourth way that um, this can show up, the idea of self gaslighting can show up is that when we justify another person's toxic behavior by taking responsibility for it yourself. Now that one, um, the group of people that I think identified that fall into that category the most are people who are codependents or people that kind of are, which typically they're the same, they are codependents. If they are in a relationship with an addict, um, or somebody that may even be like a personality disorder, like narcissism or something like that. Uh, those people are definitely tend to be the ones that, that are more likely to justify another person's toxic behavior by taking on the responsibility for it themselves. Now, what does that look like? What does that sound like? It may be like, they didn't mean it. I know they love me. This won't happen again. Um, you know, things like that, that, that can be said. So, uh, they're kind of, you know, again, excusing the behavior or or maybe even excusing their or, or not excuse. They're definitely excusing the behavior. That's that's the main part of it. Or or they're saying, you know, or they'll say things like, oh, well, I shouldn't have pushed them or I shouldn't have like, you know, challenged them or I shouldn't have questioned them about something or whatever it may be that kind of brought on the behavior. Um, so. Or maybe I, I shame them somehow that I didn't realize it or whatever. So again, you're you're kind of questioning yourselves. 
But unfortunately, a lot of people in that situation, they end up feeling like they're always walking on eggshells because they don't want to trigger something or say something that is going to set the other person off. And, you know, it's just like, that is obviously not a great way to live, but at the same time, you know, it's not allowing the person to take ownership for their own behavior and kind of what they're doing or what they're, you know, contributing in this situation. So, so codependence, be careful, do not justify another person's toxic behavior by taking responsibility for yourself. That is a way that we will self gaslight ourselves. Now, the fifth one that they talk about um, in the Instagram pros post is that we may have the tendency to criticize ourselves for not getting over that traumatic incident already. So something that's very traumatic in us. Now, there's not really a category of people that fits for this one. This is just anybody that's maybe experienced some level of trauma that they um, maybe, maybe, maybe it's been 10, 15, 20 years since the trauma actually occurred and they're still having residual impact or they're still having triggers or still having uh, things that come up that maybe prevent them from engaging in life the way that they would like to. And so a lot of times you'll see those people really begin to criticize themselves for, for that, that mindset or that, or that way of being that they'll say, you know, like, man, I just must be a terrible person for not being able to get through this or work through this or get over this or be different, whatever it is. And so I would just say to those people, again, it can be really anybody that's experienced some degree of trauma that, you know, trauma is complex. And I think sometimes we have to acknowledge the complexity of the trauma, you know, its impact and, and also just recognizing the patience and time that's needed to, to work through that. Cause just because the event happened 20 years ago, doesn't mean we've been working on it for 20 years. I think that's what a lot of people forget too, is that maybe, and, and over the course of that 20 years that we weren't maybe working on it, um, you know, other stuff may have happened, other situations may have came up, other kind of impacts that we've had in our life have maybe really uh, made that trauma even more challenging to face or to deal with. So that would be the complexity of it, right? Um, so again, just being more kind to ourselves, not getting on that uh, self-gaslighting bandwagon where we're just, you know, beating ourselves up for not being able to get over some kind of incident. And I think, like I said, there's a lot of, especially maybe sexual abuse really hits on this. I mean, that's, that's one where people have a hard time working through. Um, but it doesn't even have to be that. I mean, that's just one that kind of stands out, but there's all sorts of traumas that can be complex. I mean, even just in my own life, I mean, some of the things that we experienced, I mean, they're not always, they're, they're not easy to kind of work through. And I think sometimes even, you know, as, as, as you kind of go on in life, you just find maybe new ways that that trauma has impacted you and that you weren't even necessarily seeing, you know, before, like maybe it's, you know, trust in certain situations, maybe it's recognizing that certain dynamics all of a sudden are triggering to you or whatever it may be. And it's just, it's just not always something that you're present with, but as you kind of grow and experience and different things, it's like, okay, here's another way that this trauma is impacting me. So again, if I 
if I allow myself to beat myself up or, or say, Hey, you know, man, you're, why can't you just get over this? You know, that, that's the, that's the self, the self gaslighting mindset. So bottom line there is, is that we just need to acknowledge again, the complexity of trauma, its impact and the patience and time that we need in order to give ourselves to work through it. Now, finally, one thing that we can do as a way of trying to balance this out and, and trying to be better at moving away from the, the self-sabotage or the, not the self, well, it could be self-sabotage, but um, the self-gaslighting is by practicing some affirmations, you know, for ourselves and whether these are in the moment or something I've really been trying to do more so myself lately, just because it's been in a lot of books I've been reading is just doing a lot more journaling. I think that that helps. And I think it helps, especially in these situations to kind of take a step back and recognize our truth, recognize the, the, the validity of the things that we're experiencing. So we can write that down and kind of see it for what it is. So I strongly encourage some journaling for us, but even with these affirmations or things that we can write down or just remind ourselves of when we're going through something that might be um, self gaslighting. So these are the affirmations that were mentioned. One, just simply my feelings are valid. You know, it's important for us to continue to remember that our feelings are valid. Second one is I am not too much, but I am enough. So in kind of correlating with this idea that maybe I'm too needy, maybe I'm too sensitive, maybe I'm too emotional, but no, I'm not too much. I am enough. Uh, another one, I'm doing better than my mind tells me. And I think, again, that one's a really critical one for, for many of us, just that a lot of times we, we feel like we're doing worse than we really are. So just acknowledging that, acknowledging that, you know, we're, that we're doing better than my mind's going to tell me, uh, cause we're going to be hard on ourselves. So that's an important one to, to do. And finally is I'm not responsible for another's toxic behavior. And obviously that just goes along with the, the one we talked about before, but it's a good reminder to, to us that we are not responsible for another's toxic behavior. So those are the affirmations. Like I said, I think it's, you know, something we can write down in a journal or just, you know, have them listed so that we can go to them and just remind ourselves from time to time if we find ourselves in that place of self-gaslighting. So anyway, uh, hope this has been helpful. Um, I know it was helpful for me to see this and kind of recognize that that is a thing and it's something to be mindful of and to watch out for and be able to, like I said, just take a step back from the moment and give ourselves a sense of acknowledgement and understanding for what that moment was and how we handled it and be okay with our process and be patient for ourselves and be kind with ourselves and definitely not falling into those self gaslighting uh, habits that can really um, diminish our sense of worth and value and validity of kind of what we're experiencing at the time. So anyway, hope you guys are doing well. Hope this is a episode that benefits you and helps you in your progress. We're all working towards something better in our lives. So every little bit helps everything that we can find, everything that we can listen to to help us along the path of healing is good. And I just hope that's something that uh, fits for you in this, in, in your own process. And again, this is the Vegas Therapist signing off until next time.